Good morning. Welcome back for another episode of Chew the Bible Up. Reverse, 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 reverse. Hey, good morning. Welcome, everyone, for another episode of Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, Aaron. It is, what is today? August 30th, 2021, 6.02 in the morning. And, uh, yeah. I'm going to just try to start, uh, let's see here, doing these episodes in the morning because I have a lot going on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I almost want to sing that song. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I don't even know how it goes. Anyway, yes, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in the evenings. So it helps to get an earlier start so that I can end my day earlier. So what else? What else is I going to say? I'll say something real quick. And yeah, I don't know. The last couple, two days, like the Lord has been waiting. He woke me, woke me up at 3.30, 3, 3 o'clock in the morning. I rolled over and my phone said 3.33. I was like, oh, okay, okay. We all, and then I was I was up, up. Like, it, there's sometimes I'll be up and I'm like, looking around and... You might have that feeling to go to the restroom, but you so tired that you like, all right, we just going to chance it. Just pray that we don't, you know, wet the bed as a grown man. Anyway, uh, it wasn't one of those. It was like, we up, we up. So I was like, you know what? We was going to go and get this party started. So here we go. Here we are. All right. Today is the 30th. So let's read. I'm just going to read straight from my phone. Uh, we're going to the NLT and the, uh, Bible app, version Bible app. I'm going to read this pro- pro- few parts of Proverbs 30. Proverbs 30 is very good. I encourage you to check it out. It's, uh, the sayings of Agar, son of Jekka. I think that's how you say that. Uh, All right, verse 5 says, Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to all who come to him for protection. That's Proverbs 30, verse 5. I'll read that one more time. Thank you, Lord, that every word that you say, God, proves to be true. The things that the president says don't always prove to be true. The things that uh, the weatherman says don't always prove to be true the things that our teachers said growing up and professors have said don't always prove to be true the things that these doctors especially these doctors and these scientists and these specialists and these covid experts even dr fauci the things that he says don't always prove to be true but the word of God, your word, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. And, Lord, you are a shield to all who come to you for protection. Thank you, Lord, that you are a protection, that you are a shield, and that we can come to you, God. Help us to just simply come to you, Lord. Some of us, that's, that's the hardest part, is just going to you. What else we got? What else we want to hop in here and see here? There's one more. Weeping may endure for the night. Is that in here? Is that in here? I think it is. I think it is. I think it's in here. 
I thought I saw it. I thought I saw it. Dun, 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 dun. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, maybe that was in Psalm 30. I think that's Psalm 30. Yeah, Psalm 30. My bad, y'all. Lord, just thank you for this word. Pray as we go into Joshua <laughs> chapter. Uh, what are we done next episode? Joshua. Uh, what are we in? Joshua 7. Yeah, Joshua 7, Lord, that you would just continue to speak to our hearts, speak to our minds, uh, transform our minds, help us to just trust in you, follow you, obey you, and we thank you for all that you've done, all that you're going to continue to do. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, so Joshua 7. Joshua 6, quick recap, children of Israel. They march around. They're, God instructs them to march around. Well, before, yeah. Man, so many things. Joshua 5, angel of the Lord appears. Joshua, in, yeah, Joshua falls down, worships him. Joshua 6, God tells them like, hey, I want y'all to march around the city for six days. Go around once, go home. Go around again, go home. For six days, do that. And on the seventh day, I want y'all to march around seven times and then wait, wait for the signal, wait for the trumpet to blow. The seven trumpets are going to blow. Man, God was all over this, man. And remember, seven is a number of completion because, you know, Jesus, uh, well, Jesus, God, Holy Spirit were all there when the, when the earth, when the world was created. But anyway, um, that's another discussion for another day. But yeah, yeah, the the whole earth was constructed and built, designed, created in seven days. So it's God's number, it's a divine number, seven completeness. So yeah, had them march around. It was yeah, made in the six days, but he rested on the seventh day. Anyway, seven times go around Jericho, the city of Jericho. Go around. And then wait for the signal. Trump is going to blow. The wall is going to fall down. Only building left standing is going to be Rahab, the prostitute, her home and her, all her family in the red light district of all places. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. Go back and read that. All right. Now we're on Joshua chapter seven. Joshua chapter seven. Here we go. AI defeats the Israelites. And I'm just going straight from the phone. I'm not doing any Tony Evans notes today. We're just going to read it. And then if something comes to my mind, I'll do it. Otherwise, yeah, we're good. But Israel violated the instruction about the things set apart for the Lord. And man cried. And, not man cried. I'm tripping. A man named Achan had stolen some of these dedicated things. So the Lord was very angry with the Israelites. Achan was the son of Carmi, a descendant of Zimri, son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah. Joshua sent some of his men from Jericho to spy out the town of Ai, east of Bethel, near Beth-Avon. When they returned, they told Joshua, There is no need for all of us to go up there. It won't take more than two or three thousand men to attack Ai, since there are so few of them. Don't make all our people struggle to go up there. So approximately 3,000 warriors were sent, but they were soundly defeated. The men of Ai chased the Israelites from the town gate as far as the quarries. 
and they killed about 36 who were retreating down the slope. The Israelites were paralyzed with fear at this turn of events, and their courage melted away. Joshua and the elders of Israel tore their clothing in dismay, threw dust on their heads, and bowed face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord until evening. Then Joshua cried out, O sovereign Lord, why did you bring us across the Jordan if you are going to let the Amorites kill us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side. Lord, what can I say now that Israel has fled from its enemies? For when the Canaanites and all the other people living in the land hear about it, they will surround us and wipe our name off the face of the earth. And then what will happen to the honor of your great name? Hmm. There you go. Some more intercession. But the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why are you lying on your face like this? <laughs> uh, reminds me just like a Rocky movie where, uh, what's his name? Mickey over there in the corner telling Rocky to get up. Israel had sinned and broken my covenant. Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded must be set apart for me. Remember, y'all, go back and listen to the other episodes. God told them, like, when y'all go in and y'all take the land, um, uh, going to the Jericho after it's destroyed, all the gold, all the silver, all that, all that stuff, that's to be dedicated to me. Destroy all the people, but all the, the good stuff, that belongs to me and for my temple. And then, and they have not only stolen them, but have lied about it and hidden the things among their own belongings. That is why the Israelites are running from their enemies in defeat. For now, Israel itself has been set apart for destruction. I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the things among you that were set apart for destruction. Get up, command the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. Mm. In the morning, you must, verse 14, in the morning, you must present yourselves by tribes and the Lord will point out the tribe to which the guilty man belongs. That tribe must come forward with its clans and the Lord will point out the guilty clan. That clan will then come forward and the Lord will point out the guilty family. Finally, each member of the guilty family must come forward one by one. The one who has stolen that what was set apart for destruction will himself be burned with fire along with everything he has. For he has broken the covenant of the Lord and has done a horrible thing in Israel. Some serious stuff. Achan sin. Early the next morning, Joshua brought the tribes of Israel before the Lord and the tribe of Judah was singled out. Then the clans of Judah came forward and the clan of Zerah was singled out. Then the families of Zerah came forward and the family of Zimri was singled out. Every member of Zimri's family was brought forward person by person and Achan was singled out. Then Joshua said to Achan, my son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, by telling the truth. Make your confession and tell me what you have done. Don't hide it from me. Achan replied, it is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. Among the plunder, I saw a beautiful robe from Babylon, 200 silver, silver coins and a bar of gold weighing more than a pound. I wanted them so much that I took them. <laughs> they are hidden in the ground beneath my tent with the silver buried deeper than the rest. 
So Joshua sent some men to make a search. They ran to the tent and found the stolen goods hidden there, just as Achan had said, with the silver buried beneath the rest. At least he was honest. They took the things from the tent and brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites. Then they laid them on the ground of the, in the presence of the Lord. Let's see what's about to happen. Verse 24. Then Joshua and all the Israelites took Achan, the silver robe, the bar of gold, his sons, daughters, cattle, donkeys, sheep, goats, tent, and everything he had, and they brought them to the valley of Achor. Then Joshua said to Achan, Why have you brought trouble on us? The Lord will now bring trouble on you. And all the Israelites stoned Achan and his family and burned their bodies. They don't teach this stuff in Sunday school. They piled a great heap of stones over Achan, which remains to this day. That is why this place has been called the Valley of Trouble. Or the va in Hebrew, the Valley of Achor. Ever since. So the Lord was no longer angry. Why don't they this is some this is some serious stuff here. Wow. I almost want to bust out the Tony Evans nose for this. But shall we? Shall we? Yeah. Yeah, let's see what Tony gotta to say about this. Joshua chapter 3, Joshua chapter 3, Joshua chapter 3, Joshua chapter 3, I mean, I'm saying three. chapter 7. What you got for us, Tony? It says, why was God angry with the whole nation when only Achan has sinned? This is a reminder of the corporate nature of the people of God. The Israelites were like a football team in one sense. Thus, if one player committed an infraction of the rules, the entire team was penalized. This, in fact, oh, yeah, I did not like it. My kids don't like that either. I didn't like that either. Like whenever one kid in class, oh, when we were kids in school and one kid would act out and we were on our way to lunch, I had to walk in line if one kid wasn't doing what they were supposed to do, our teacher would make us all walk back or just like this any type of corporate punishment because one person couldn't get their act together. Or in, oh, in basketball, when one person would screw up on a play or a drill or something, and then we all had to do down and backs. Oh, man. Or back, we used to call them suicides. I don't think you're allowed to say that anymore. But anyway. Oh, yeah, down and backs and suicides. We used to do those. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I used to do not like corporate punishment. Anyway, here we go. They were all one team, one band, one sound. Yeah, one person acted out. Yeah, everybody had to suffer. All right. This, in fact, is why the author of Hebrews urges believers to encourage each other daily so that none of us are hardened by sin's deception. Hebrews 3.13. What seems an isolated problem can have systemic reach. Interesting. Earlier at Mount Sinai, the Lord had made a covenant with Israel, a divinely orchestrated agreement. 
under it, he would be their God and deliver them, provided they obeyed his instructions by taking some of what was set apart they had stolen from God. Joshua would have to deal with the sin in order for God to fight for them again. Revealing the guilty party through such a lengthy process demonstrated to everyone the seriousness of this sin, which had affected the entire nation. It also allowed the people to see that God really did know each of them and their deeds intimately. And it gave Achan opportunity to come clean. So it's wild because today we live under the age of grace. We don't when a sin like. All right. Could you imagine in our local churches as Christians? If guy was like went to the pastor and was like, hey. Uh, we'll just make up a name. Ronnell over there. Uh Ronnell, don't ask me where I got Ronnell from. I don't even know any Ronnells. We'll say Ronnie. Ronnie over there uh, has been fornicating all week. Lying and fornicating all week, all week. Just tripping. Just disobeying me. I need y'all to um, stealing, lying, and fornicating. I want y'all to go to his house. (laughs) Bust in his house. Yank him out of there, take all his stuff uh, that he stole and bring it back to me and bring him in front of everybody and just basically stone the man to death, the purge of that sin so that y'all can be on my good side again. I won't be burning with anger. Could y'all imagine that? He don't do that. He don't do what he just did in Joshua 7. We live under the age of grace. Jesus Christ is our grace and mercy. It's crazy because last night, my last delivery, the young lady who uh, bagged up the groceries for this order I had, her name was Grace. Um, it was just like, I just saw this confirmation, just God's grace, God's grace, God's grace. It's like, but Paul says later on, I remember, can't remember where, he says basically, um, we're no, no longer under the law which couldn't save us anyway, just showed us how much, how sinful we were. We're under grace, but does this grace give us a license to sin? No. Basically saying, don't go out and just sin just because you were under grace, but we like, especially not just in the church, but in our world, especially in the church though. I, I'm one of the, I was still am at times and was even more, shoot just a year and a half ago or so i've gotten a lot better but just taking advantage of that grace like oh all the times i spit in god's face i feel like i spit on the grace of on the cross i've i've been a mocker of the cross because yeah i'm like oh i know god knows my heart i can go out and do this willfully you know god knows my heart he'll forgive me you know and yeah, don't I'm I'm encouraging y'all. I'm encouraging y'all to avoid not all not all the bad things that happen in our life are because of um our bad choices or our sin. As some of it a lot of it's because of we live in a sinful world. But yeah, there are some of the there are consequences for our choices and some of it like this I heard somebody say a pastor, I think it was Tony Evans that said it, that the con the um the penalty, the penalties are built into the sin now. Like 
under the new covenant, the penalty is already in the sin. Like you'll basically experience death. You may not acknowledge it that you're dying. You know, when you go deep into alcoholism, you're experiencing death. When you experience a divorce, which God never intended for marriage, you're experiencing death. Um, when you ex- when you name the sin, you're slowly experiencing death. You may not actually physically die, but your ex- your soul and your spirit, you feel it die anyway. I'm not gonna get into the theology of that because somebody else can probably explain that way better. But my main point is like, don't take advantage of grace just because yeah, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And just because our churches don't pull people out and start stoning folks when they commit sins or put scarlet letters on folks like in the yeah, Hester Prynne in the scarlet letter um, doesn't mean doesn't mean that he doesn't still do that kind of, like doesn't mean that we should just go out and just willfully sin alright I just beat a dead horse pretty 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 good there um All right. Joshua pronounced sentence on Achan and his children who were apparently co-conspirators in his sin and had them had them put to death in accordance with the Lord's command. Man, that's that just shows you like sin can trickle down to your own kids. The examples that we set. Some may consider the judgment too severe, but we must care, be careful not to soft pedal Achan's sin. He willfully disobeyed a clear prohibition and was responsible for the deaths of 36 innocent men. And he invited those consequences simply so that he could enrich himself with a few trinkets. Man, Lord, have mercy on us. All right, uh, let's go and hop on this Romans road. I'm trying. I don't have the paper in front of me. Normally I have something in my car, but I need to print out some more. So he's going to uh, try to remember this. So. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. That's, um, and then, Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's Romans 10.9. And then, if you should ever, whoever... Um, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus rose from the dead, you shall be saved. So, Heavenly Fathers, thank you, Lord. I just pray for those that have never accepted you into their heart. I just pray that they would simply say, Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I deserve to just be like Aiken, Lord. So many times, whether I've lied, stolen, even if I don't think I've sinned or done anything wrong or I've been a good person my whole life, even that it's not enough for me to just be a good person, Lord. I need you, Jesus, because no one is good. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. For us to even say that we're good, who is good? For us to say that we're good and that we're justified and that we're righteous, that alone is a sin. That's blasphemy. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So I just pray Lord Jesus, for those yeah that don't know you, they say, Jesus, come into my heart, change me, transform me, make me a new person. From this day forward, I make you the Lord and Savior of my life. And Lord, I just pray for those who uh, said that prayer, that, that you would just surround them with a good church family, 
uh, good friends, godly believers who can encourage them and um, sharpen them and transform their minds and their hearts from this day forward, Lord, that they would surrender their life to you and that they be born again, Lord, and make that commitment to you. And no, Lord, it's not about just walking perfectly at all times, Lord, but to walk blameless and holy before you, God. Because now they are seated at the right hand of the Father, Lord, and they are considered righteous or in right standing with you. Or y'all, they're good with you, God, now because of your, only because of what you, your son, Jesus, what you did on the cross for them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Let's go ahead and knock out one more episode and then I'm going to get going for the day.